You're tuned into tomorrow. Right here on the Advanced Media Network. When you're a new podcaster, you may need a little help setting everything up. Like us at Into Tomorrow, you may want a company who's there when you need them, who actually picks up the phone when you call. Well, that's Blueberry Podcasting. Call 1-877-729-8642 or go to Blueberry.com. That's B-L-U-B-R-R-Y.com. Welcome Into Tomorrow with Dave Graveline, the interactive radio network program with the latest in high-tech products and services and the experts who bring them to you. This is Into Tomorrow. Here's Dave Graveline. From all of us to all of you, from Into Tomorrow, a very happy Thanksgiving weekend. Thank you for tuning in to tomorrow during our 26th year on the air. This, the weekend of Friday, November 26th, 2021. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. We've got some tech news and commentary for you. Fresh, just hot off the presses, if you will. And then back to some highlights of the show while we gave the rest of our staff. Aren't we such hard workers? We're here working, but we gave the rest of the staff, well, with the exception of Erasmo and Horatio and Beth, and but most of the rest of yeah. the staff got some time <laughs> off for Thanksgiving weekend. The irony is we've also given time off to staff that's in other places around the world, uh, not Americans that don't even celebrate yeah, Thanksgiving. This is true. So, but we're fair. Yeah. Uh, we do what we got to do. But of course, we want you to participate on the program, not just asking questions or helping other listeners, but how about with a holiday greeting? We do that every year, this time of year, from now through New Year's, where we play our listeners. Greetings for the holidays. You can say Merry Christmas, Happy Kwanzaa, uh, you know, uh, Happy Festivus, Happy Festivus for the rest <laughs> of us. Uh, maybe you celebrate uh, in various other ways, Hanukkah, so forth. Whatever you'd like to do for a holiday greeting, or just keep it at Happy Holidays, is fine too, so that it kind of covers everybody, unless you're a bah humbug. In which case, oh well. But we'd love to hear around 30 seconds or so. It don't have to be precise, don't worry. But just from your heart or from your greeting card, whatever you want to do to mention the holidays to all of our listeners and all of the Into Tomorrow team. And we will play it. We will add some holiday music, some nice, upbeat, fun holiday music. And we will play your recordings coming out of our commercial breaks. And you let us know what tech gift you want Santa to bring you this year. That's also true, because it makes us very curious. Perhaps we will send you one or more of said tech gifts for participating. And you're participating that way. Why not? If it's one of those tech gifts we actually have in our prize closet. Well, right. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, there was an asterisk. You didn't see that? <laughs> no. I didn't. Uh, bottom of the screen. Asterisk in italics. Bold. Yes. <laughs> right. Bottom of the screen. Really tiny <laughs> font. Yeah. Don't look at it while you're trying to drive. Anyway, I did mention some tech news and commentary. Yeah. Uber is partnering with a cannabis retailer in Canada oh, to great. allow cannabis purchases via its Uber Eats food delivery platform. Oh, now, the arrangement does not include delivery of weed orders, however, but it does make it possible for uh, users in Ontario to order products from Tokyo Smoke in a dedicated section on the Uber Eats app. 
Customers in Ontario either select the cannabis category or search for Tokyo Smoke. After confirming their age, which I don't know how you would really do in the app, you, know, mm. um, you just basically tell them, yeah, I'm old enough. Uh, the customer is directed to the menu of a Tokyo Smoke store in the area to place their order, which Uber says will be filled within an hour. The consumer then goes and picks up their order at the Tokyo Smoke store. So now while Uber Eats won't deliver the cannabis, they'll happily, uh, happily deliver the food you get when you get the munchies afterwards. No doubt. And make money doing that. <laughs> and I'm sure that's why they're p- partnering up. It's like you know the Girl Scouts that set up their cookie stand outside of uh, those shops. Yeah, of course. <laughs> oh, my gosh. We told you that this was going to happen once the money-hungry Disney bought them. Hulu's virtual MVPD service, that's Hulu Plus Live TV, will raise its monthly price five more dollars in December. The company began telling customers just that this last week. But that price increase will come with subscriptions to Disney Plus and ESPN Plus, which are being added to that offering for the first time. Hulu Plus Live TV will now cost $70 a month, while Hulu No Ads Plus Live TV will start at $76 a month. Currently, that makes Hulu the most expensive among similarly priced live TV streaming services like YouTube TV and Fubo TV, both of which start at around $65 per month. And get this, Disney is looking to beef up subscribers for its streaming services, particularly Disney Plus, which has seen its growth stall out a bit. Then they wonder why. Hmm. Because they want more and more money. Mm-hmm. Disney Plus added only 2 million new subscribers during its most recent quarter. And that's not good enough. So what do we got to do to get more subscribers? Let's raise the rates. Well, they raise that the rates sense, so, they can, so they can try to justify, or they, they include this in now the Hulu subscription, if they can try to justify raising the rates, but they include it in the Hulu subscription just so they can pump those numbers up and say, yeah, we got more subscribers. Of course. Well, because you're not, they're not real subscribers if you're just including your service on something else. Yep. That's true. It's part of the games that they play. But that's sad because, you know, we talked for years about cutting the cable, meaning your Comcast and your various cable companies, because they were getting ridiculously priced. Well, what's happening with streaming services now? That's why I dropped my Hulu with live TV, because I Mm -hmm. realized that between that and the other streaming services I had, I was paying what I was paying for cable TV. Yeah. And getting less, unfortunately, but at least getting the service. Yeah. As long as your cable TV company kept your internet up. Right. <laughs> you know, which but, was a problem anyway. But now I've gone with Philo TV, which is the least extreming, uh, least expensive streaming service, just because it's the only way I can watch my uh, coveted Yellowstone. Coveted Yellowstone? Coveted Yellowstone. Is that only because I took you and Cam there a couple of years ago? Sure. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, all right. I just I haven't been able to get into that show. I tried well, a couple it's, of times. The, you know, there, there, a lot of people are saying that you know it's you know one of those scripted shows that has become like a, a an unexpected hit because people were saying that scripted shows were maybe on the way out because you know they weren't that popular. Mm-hmm. But this one apparently is wildly popular, popular enough to get me to pay you know twenty five bucks a month for a streaming service. But are you getting other services with I that? It, it's, it's got like 60 channels, most okay. of which I watch. It, it has most a, of which? It has a history channel. So between oh, Paramount Network and History Channel, I'm covered. Okay. And I got a friend to help pay for half of it, and I've given them the login. So it, Oh, it, it, it I see how you're just, doing just that. Just don't tell Philo. No, don't tell Philo <laughs> that you're, you're splitting that cost. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Well that's, a, well, that's a way to do it. I mean, how many times do we share with your sister and friends and others some of the other streaming services that we sometimes subscribe to? 
<laughs> it's the only way to do it, to yeah. save a couple of bucks. This is true. Not every technological advancement is a good one. That was surely the conclusion drawn by some Tesla owners last week. You see, the popular electric vehicles give owners the option of using a mobile app to unlock their car doors if they don't feel like lugging around a key card. However, a server outage affected the app last Friday night, effectively locking those who didn't have key cards or key fobs with them out of their Teslas. Oh, great. <laughs> the outage lasted a few hours and affected Tesla owners worldwide. OMG. <laughs> That's see, that's just not good. You got to have your backups. Uh huh. Oh wow, yeah, that's a problem. Yeah, how them uh, how them electric vehicles working for you now? Yeah, Uh (laughs) they're not. Oh Uh well, it happens. Hey, would you like your pet to have a direct hotline to you? Well, a sensor in the ball-based dog phone prototype lets pets start video calls with their owners by just moving the device. Also, people can remotely interface with their pets by using the devices, but pets must move the device to accept your phone call. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so you got to train your pet to answer your call, or they can call you. Because that will never get annoying. No, especially if you're busy at work. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine? Oh, boy. Holy cow. A little something else to be concerned about. We want to hear you participating on the program, even with a holiday greeting. Just download our free Into Tomorrow app and click that message to studio button. You can do it that way. You can uh, call 800-899-INTO or use the Ask Dave button on our site at intotomorrow.com. Attention! Do you owe back taxes, fines, and penalties to the IRS? The IRS now offers new relief options for taxpayers affected by COVID-19, but you can't go it alone. Call Tax Solutions now. Our team of former IRS agents and tax professionals can get you the best deal. We know the COVID-19 rules. Call us and never speak to the IRS again. I couldn't sleep. We were being audited. I called Tax Solutions now and a great big weight was lifted off my shoulders. I called Tax Solutions now and they got the IRS off my back. Tax Solutions now had my wage garnishment lifted in 48 hours. The virus has caused the IRS to take extensive action to help taxpayers. So if you owe $10,000 or more, this is the best time in years to settle your tax debt. I qualified for the Fresh Start program. I paid less than I owed. Remember, the IRS will not give up until you pay. Call A very, very happy Thanksgiving weekend to everyone tuned into tomorrow. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. This portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you by Dexcom. Always know where your glucose is headed and how fast. Visit Dexcom.com. That's D-E-X-C-O-M.com. We would love to hear and play on the air a holiday greeting from you. About 30 seconds, hopefully not much more, not much less, and we'll play it. Call us at 800-899-INTO-TOMORROW podcast. You can sign up for them as well. Did I mention they're free and also no charge when you hit us up at intotomorrow.com? Hey, Bob. Hey, Dave. We really like to use some of these social distancing Internet platforms like Zoom. But the problem with Zoom is it's uh, 40 minutes for the free version. We're looking for some alternative. 
Can you suggest something that's good that allows families to talk together besides some of the more popular ones that require a subscription? Tiled View can show up to 16 participants at a time. If your family members could connect to Zoom, they should be able to easily connect to Google Meet using the same devices, computer, desktop, laptop, tablet, phone, what have you. Google's been pushing it pretty hard lately, so you're unlikely to run into any annoyances until they conquer more market share and want to maybe try to monetize it more. But for the most part, you can do it. Skype, of course, has gotten pretty clunky and very bloated, if you will. But it should also work for the family, too. Yeah, now, if your family already uses WhatsApp, you can uh, also do video conferences there, which might spare them from having to download an extra app. Microsoft Teams might work for you as well. It's a little more of a corporate tool meant to help with collaboration on Office documents, but you can ignore that part and just use the video. Uh, other ways of connecting with families with uh, Facebook Messenger. They have a video chat option. Snapchat has video chat as well. Uh, there you can play games and add filters to your video output. FaceTime is another choice if you happen to use Apple devices. It yeah, also- but if you're not an iPhone, FaceTime's not an option. Yeah, well... Yeah. But well, if you're an iPhoney like if you you're guys. smart and use iPhones, you no, use no. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it has filters too, which now you can make your conversations a little more fun. Yeah. There are many, many others, but most of the good ones have the same problem Zoom has for your use case. They're marketed towards businesses, and obviously they have limits. Yeah, it's like Whereby. It's a pretty good uh, service, but it has a low amount of participants on the free accounts. Blue Jeans costs less than Zoom per month, but it has no free version. WebEx feels like something that somebody forgot to keep updating about five years ago. Ago, <laughs> and the free version will cut you off after less than an hour. Um, and go to meeting has no free version. Now the good news is that there's probably plenty of options, even if most products are aimed towards paid use for business. Yeah. Mark in Windsor, Ontario, Canada, listens on AM 800 CKLW. They're also known as the Information Station. Hello, Mark. How do I know if it's my router or my modem that's causing the issue because I have some devices that work and some say connected but no internet? Oh, well, if some work and some don't, it's your router. The routing a router does is in part routing internet requests back to the devices that made them. The modem doesn't take care of that part. The devices that don't work may have their own settings issues too, so don't forget to check those as well. Yeah, if you want to check and see if your modem is doing its job, plug in your computer via network cable directly to it and check at the source. If you get a solid Internet connection, then your modem is working as it should, and you can go ahead and replace your router. There you go. I hope that helps you out, Mark, because a lot of times routers are the issues, and when you can, try to update those items. Joe in Durham, North Carolina, listens on News Radio 680 WPTF. Hello, Joe. I just wanted to alert you so that you can notify your listeners that I've been getting junk email that claims it's from the U.S. Census Bureau. And I know the U.S. Census Bureau doesn't send you emails asking you to complete a survey. I haven't responded because I believe that this would just be to my detriment and anyone's detriment who responds. So I just wanted to warn your listeners to beware. Well, and you have done just that, Joe. Thank you very much. And, and of course, Chris found this from the actual Census Bureau. If you get an email and think it's bogus, 
Do not reply. Do not click on any links. And do not open any attachments. What should you do then? Forward the email or website URL to the Census Bureau. They say it's at ois.fraud.reporting at census.gov. But we'll have this on our site at intotomorrow.com. So well, because everybody won't remember yeah, that? No, of course That's not. Sure. Yeah. Typical government email address. I just yeah. read it. I don't remember it. Yeah. <laughs> Something about census.gov. Yeah. But yeah. And, then, and then delete the message. They said that they'll investigate and notify you of the findings. Yeah, if there are any findings. This portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you by our podcast partner, Blueberry Podcasting. We couldn't be happier with their service. Check them out if you're looking to start a podcast. Visit blubrry.com. Fred in Merced, California, listens to our free podcast on Podbay and is calling in with the free Into Tomorrow app. Love you for that. Hey, Fred. I have an Acer computer with a solid-state drive, and I heard that with solid-state drives, they should not be put into hibernate mode when shutting down, but rather be kept in only sleep mode or powered down completely. What I heard is that longevity of the solid-state drive will not be as long as with sleep mode or complete power down. Let me know. Thanks. Well, Fred, both SSDs, solid-state drives, and HDDs, or hard disk drives, have a shelf life. In the case of SSDs, that was more noticeable on write operations, but it's largely not something anyone really notices anymore. Yeah, SSD cells are built to support a given number of write operations. That number varies depending on the model, and it's not really standard. These days, most users will replace the computer before even thinking about how much longer the SSD has left. Uh, They've improved greatly over the years. Uh, Generally speaking, hibernation will put more strain on the drive, since everything that is in RAM will be saved to the drive every time. But given how large SSDs are these days, it's not really a huge problem for them. If you're hibernating your operating system several times a day, you'll probably benefit from using sleep mode. But realistically, you most likely won't notice the difference in the long run, and your drive will last. If you've got a question, or maybe you want to offer some additional input for any of our callers, we love listeners helping other listeners, we want to hear from you. And it's very easy, not just because when you call in, you win stuff. That's a given. 800-899-4686. That's 800-899-INTO. Jake in Colfax, Washington, listens on KMAC. 840 AM. Hello, Jake. Welcome into tomorrow. Right now, I'm calling you guys on my uh, phone that I'm using currently, a Motorola E4, um, which has a terrible battery right now. And my birthday's coming up, so I'm wondering what phone should I get? I would prefer to have a phone that has 2 gigabytes of RAM, but I would prefer it to be under $400. I've heard good things about the Motorola G+, but I don't know if that's a good, if it would be worth my money to get that. Well, Jake, first of all, happy early birthday. And that's awesome, and and we'll be thinking of you, although you didn't tell us when it is. But it's coming up, so happy early birthday. Uh, We've heard good things about the Motorola G+, Plus, but they have all revolved around the price. The display is apparently very, very good from what we gather. The camera is good, but not as good as Motorola claims. The rest of the phone seems to largely be what you can expect for the price point of the device. Now, it's not flawless, uh, but it's five or six times cheaper than some of the phones hitting the market these days. Overall, it does look like a good phone and a reasonable choice for the price. There's very little competition for you to consider at that same price point, but there are some to consider at 
just under $400. Yeah, now, if you don't mind having a phone that didn't hit the market this year, a Samsung Galaxy S9 can be had for under 400 bucks. Uh, an iPhone 8 can still be found for around 350 and their brand new SE is selling for 400 and is a new phone. Yeah, but if, you don't want to have the poor guy become an iPhoney. Come on. Well, he's talking he about Android. Well, let's help him out. It's his exactly. birthday. I'm trying Coming to up. help him out. That's why I'm steering him towards iPhone. Yeah, don't pay attention, Jake, about iPhone. <laughs> uh, old flagships were built to better standards. So they may be worth considering, even if they're not new anymore, uh, since they may still be more powerful and better built than newer budget phones. Now, another phone you might want to consider is the Google Pixel 3a. It's an incredible phone costing about 400 bucks. It has 4 gig of RAM, 64 gig of storage, a 5.6 inch screen, uh, and impressive front and rear cameras at 8 and 12.2 megapixels, respectively. So that's a ca- that's a phone with a lot of good features for 400 bucks. So you might want to really look at that, Jake, because I think you're going to get a lot more for your money than what you would have gotten for the same amount of money with the Motorola. And being that it's a Google phone, it's not going to have a whole lot of this crapware added on by Mm -hmm. a carrier. In fact, that's the key with the Pixel phones, and they are clean, flat-out Android. Not only is there no crapware from the phone manufacturer, because in this case it's a Google phone, but you also they don't allow the carriers to put their nonsense stuff on it as well. So you end up with a true device that should do the job for you. If you've got a question, or maybe you want to offer some additional input for any of our callers, we love listeners helping other listeners, we want to hear from you. And it's very easy, not just because when you call in, you win stuff. That's a given. 800-899-4686. That's 800-899-INTO. Details at intotomorrow.com. LifeCare provides valuable whole life insurance to cover final expenses such as medical bills, burial costs, and unpaid debt. A final expense insurance policy is fast, easy, affordable life insurance that's available to anyone between the ages of 50 and 80. No medical exams, no lengthy questionnaires, and no waiting period. The application process is quick and easy. You can even apply without having to undergo a medical examination. Just answer a few questions and we'll do the rest. With the average funeral cost skyrocketing to $11,000 and Social Security only paying $255, you need simple, affordable peace of mind for you and your whole family. Don't leave behind unpaid expenses, expenses that, if left unattended, will burden your family tremendously. Benefits include a guaranteed premium that will never increase, a guaranteed cash value, and a guaranteed death benefit that can never decrease. To find out how you can get final expense insurance with a guaranteed lifetime rate log, call LifeCare at 800-956-0683. Into Tomorrow continues. I'm Dave Graveline. Somewhat voiceless still, working on it. In our 26th year on the air, covering the latest in consumer tech, our next guest sells an omnidirectional treadmill, if you will, that lets players walk and run, and even walk and run backwards, all kind of fun stuff, inside video games and VR worlds. He's the founder and CEO of Virtuix, and his name is Jan Goodluck. Jan, welcome back into tomorrow. How are you, sir? 
very well. Thank you, Dave, for having me. Pleasure, it, pleasure to be part of your show. It's a pleasure to have you with us as well. You're doing something quite unique. And, uh, and Chris, of course, is also mixing video. And in the control room, they're, they're watching the video of exactly what this device is. We, I was reminded by one of my producers that we interviewed one of your associates at the Game Developers Conference way back uh, in 2014 uh, when you were introducing this, mostly for arcades and maybe shopping malls and, and big operations. Uh, we were even more excited when we heard that you will be introducing a version for consumers. So first of all, tell me a little bit about the company that you founded, and then let's get into the goodies. Yeah, excellent. Yeah, we, we sell the Omni. The Omni, as you mentioned, is an omnidirectional platform um, that lets players walk around inside video games and other virtual reality applications. So it's a wild experience. Um, we've been around for a few years as a company. Uh, we were one of the first companies in this new wave of virtual reality innovation. Uh, in the last few years, we have focused on the commercial markets, mm-hmm. uh, mostly VR arcades, entertainment centers, and sold our, our attraction to those type of venues. And now, uh, excitingly uh, enough, we are bringing the Omni to the home. That is our next our next phase of our company, to bring an Omni system to consumers for home use. And I don't remember at the time, again, way back in 2014, uh, what the cost was, but it was certainly prohibitive, I think, for most consumers. That's why you were, of course, addressing the business end of things, a B2B, if you will. But now the B2C or business to consumer operation uh, is very exciting. Do you have a price yet and an, a potential availability on the Omni for the home? Yep, absolutely. And the Omni for the home, we call the system Omni One. Uh Omni One is our upcoming home system. It's not ready yet. We plan to start shipping by the end of this year. Good. Uh, The price will be, it's still not for everybody. It's uh, around, it's $2,000 for the complete system, uh, including a headset. So it's a complete entertainment system that works out of the box. Uh, It's, you know, towards our investors, we often use the term Peloton for gamers. Oh, I like that. It's a great analogy because it does kind of drive that point home because you are writing it, if you will. You are engaged. And a lot of folks listening and, of course, watching the video at intotomorrow.com are able to say, yeah, VR is very cool. We've talked about it for years, of course. But we've also talked about how with the exception of some gaming, it really hasn't found a niche, it seems, in these last many years. But then you take it an amazing giant step further, I think, with the Omni. So tell me, first of all, what you think is the, the current state of VR in gaming and where, do, where are we headed into tomorrow? Yeah, yeah. VR took, a, uh, took some time to take off uh, mass market. Uh, it really followed the, the Gardner hype cycle, for those who are familiar with that. It was a peak of the hype in 2015, 16, and then the trough of disillusionment. You know what, VR is not taking off as much. There's not yet tens of millions of headsets in the field. What's going on? And now we are in this, what I call a slope of enlightenment. VR is now steadily taking off. Uh, Oculus Quest, for example, which is a, a, a consumer product, $300 for the headset, great headset. They are approaching the 10 million unit mark, so mm. certainly getting there, now finally getting to that mass market adoption, 
we indeed take it to the next level. With the Omni, you're not just sitting down, you're not just standing in place with a headset on and pushing buttons on, on a controller to move around. With the Omni, you, you are physically moving around, walking around, running around inside that virtual world. Uh, so we do take it to take it to the next level. It's almost like in the movie Ready Player One. You know, some uh-huh. have seen that movie. That that's really what we offer. It's it's we put players inside the video game or inside the, the virtual world. In fact, you really help a player to be one with the game in every sense of the word. I mean, we talk about these VR headsets, you know, Facebook's Oculus, all this other stuff, and that's fine for some people, but. You're not knocking over a coffee table or tripping over the dog or, or something of that nature. You're actually immersed in a game. And when it calls for walking or even running or backing up and so forth, you're doing it. And you've got wireless controllers. Again, we're showing this on the video right now at intotomorrow.com. So you've got to really see this. Even if you're not into gaming, this is awesome. This is truly a cool product, I think. Yeah, th- thank you, Dave. And, and it's beyond gaming. Uh, gaming is certainly a clear application. Uh, lots of gamers out there that want to be truly immersed in, in the game, and that's what this offers. But beyond gaming, you can think of uh, you know, virtual tourism, you know, walking around inside uh, Paris wow. uh, it, virtually, yeah. or uh, enterprise applications as well, like training and simulation, exercise and fitness, you know, trade shows, events social gathering. So there's many more applications beyond gaming of VR and of the Omni specifically, which truly allows you to move around naturally inside those virtual worlds. And that, that makes a big difference, uh, highly immersive. And, and Jan, you bring up yet another good point, and that is even just a physical fitness opportunity. I mean, I'm lucky if I manage to get on my run-of-the-mill treadmill, you know, standard treadmill, but I can't even do that if, if I don't have the TV on across the room and crank it up and try to be somewhat motivated in that sense. But if I if I had used an Omni, I would see that, number one, I'm not going to fall off the treadmill either. Explain to the radio audience who have yet to see this video um, how that works, how you're kind of, in a sense, strapped in. But I don't mean that in a confining way. Yeah. Yeah. You, you are held in place with Omni One. You wear a, a, a vest uh, that is part of the uh, the system. And, and you are right. You, you cannot fall. You cannot trip. You're securely in place, but you are able to move around in 360 degrees. And you are correct. You are burning calories while playing video games. Oh, yeah. It is a treadmill. You are walking or running. Some of our players are running at full speed, you know, playing a first-person shooter game, highly intense. And 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 that, that part is, a, is appealing to, to many. Hey, I can play video games, but hey, this, this may also help me stay in shape. Or parents who want to get their kids over the couch uh, hey, play the Omni. At least you're moving around and, and not sitting on, on your butt. So, so yeah, that's, that's true. It's a nice side benefit. Jan, there is so much more to talk about that if you don't mind, we're going to take a quick break, pay a couple of our bills, especially to be able to afford something like this, and then come back and talk more with Jan Goodluck, the founder and CEO of Virtuix. It's V-I-R-T-U-I-X dot com. And be certain to come by intotomorrow.com and check out this video especially. The 
This Into Tomorrow podcast is hosted by our partner, Blueberry Podcasting. We couldn't be happier with their service. Get 30 days of podcast hosting free by simply visiting their website at Blueberry.com. It's like a blueberry without the E's. So B-L-U-B-R-R-Y dot com. Welcome back into Tomorrow. I'm Dave Graveline. We're talking with the founder and CEO of Virtuix and run around in VR. This is full body virtual reality and esports for your home as well. Coming up later this year, we're talking to Jan Goodluck. I understand, Jan, that you organize a lot of esports events as well. Does that include the Omni and, and the being able to do some virtual reality gaming with it? Yeah, exactly. Esports is an up and coming trend. It's basically competitive gaming, video yeah. gaming, people mm-hmm. making money and being part of teams playing video games, uh, which is becoming more and more popular here in the U.S. And seems and like more and more too. people making money doing that, which is yes. interesting. A lot of people are like, wow, must be nice. I love to play video games. Imagine doing it for a living. Well, it doesn't happen to a lot of people, but those that can achieve that, good on them. <laughs> good on them, but yeah. they will tell you that it's no longer just a hobby. They work out, they have a training regimen. It's intense. It's almost like, it's, it's like literally like being a a professional athlete. Uh, Most of them will tell you that it's no longer that much fun either, you know, once you do it competitively. But but we do it too with our uh, Omni Arena attraction, which we have at places like Dave & Buster's, those kind of entertainment venues I mentioned. And there's weekly and monthly esports contests with a $100,000 prize pool. And so every week, players come play. They come play on the Omnis and they can win prizes if they they hit the, the highest score. And the neat thing is that we add a physical element to that video gaming because, yes, it's a video game, but, hey, you are also physically active on the Omni. So we add wow. physicality to the esports part, which is really exciting, both for players and also for the audience. And I like the fact that it doesn't seem that there is much of an opportunity to hurt yourself. As I mentioned earlier, with just a plain VR headset, you want to try to walk around a little bit, you may be tripping. I've seen way too many people doing that, even at game developer conferences or trade shows and stuff. It's like, really? You know, they rope off an area and they, they're standing by to catch you when you fall. That's not likely to happen with the Omni. Won't happen. No, you are <laughs> held in place and strapped in place. So, yeah, no no one's falling uh, on the Omni. Good. Now, is there an age limit, uh, lower and upper, for the Omni? Yeah, it's basically the age limit for VR in general. Uh, younger kids, let's say five years, six years and younger, tend to have a hard time seeing through the VR glasses because their their eyes are still too close together and their so heads the are too small to hold it probably hard. yeah the, the VR headset is too big and you yeah. hear them say oh i can't it's blurry it's blurry i can't see so typically for vr in general i'd say seven years is probably the minimum age and then there's no and then there's no upper upper limit uh, frankly as long as you can stand and walk right. at whatever right. age yep. <laughs> you, you'll be you'll be fine with it, Jan. Where do you see virtual reality headed into tomorrow in general? Certainly, I'm guessing uh, a lot more of the Omni sort of scenario. Uh, but do you think we're going to see some more ebbing and flowing and ups and downs, if you will? 
I think it's only up from here. I think we're on that slope of enlightenment of the Gardner hype cycle, as I, as I mentioned. Yeah. So it's slowly and steadily gaining bigger and bigger and bigger audiences, more users, more consumers, more headsets in the field. Uh, the technology is very good now. You no longer need a gaming PC to power VR. These standalone headsets, you put it on your head, self-contained, everything just works easily out of the box for everybody. That That's the game changer. So yeah, I think VR, VR will become more and more dominant as a form of entertainment, uh, gaming, but also more and more for other applications. I do think we'll we'll start moving more towards Ready Player One, towards that that movie where uh, a lot of people start to spend a lot of time in VR, whether that's for gaming or other applications. Sure. And uh, whether that's with the Omni or without the Omni, of course, the cool kids have the Omni. <laughs> of course, the the cool rich kids at the moment. Uh, but in the meantime, though, uh, is it easy to add other games, whether it's gaming? Or, or ultimately to add videos for virtual tourism or some uh, physical fitness kind of videos? Uh, is it like plugging in a USB or something of that nature to, to add more games, since you mentioned there's not a standalone PC involved? Yeah, no, the games are part of the, the game store that is part of the self-contained headset. Okay. Uh, it's almost like a mobile phone on, on your head, frankly. Oh, gotcha. uh, and so there's a game store on, on the headset. Uh, yeah, games for VR are typically designed in a, what is called a game engine, Unity or Unreal Engine 4. So there's some work there. Uh, we have a, a kit that easily integrates with existing content, existing games. So it's not that difficult to integrate our device specifically into existing VR games. Uh, but it, it's a bit more involved than just a video. It's really creating a whole 3D environment. Sure. But there's tools nowadays that make that uh, more and more easy and, and quick. I understand you're working with uh, Regulation A crowdfunding. What does that mean real quick? Yeah, exactly. This is a new regulation. So it's a few years now that allows everyday investors to invest in technology startups uh, like ours, for example, filed with the SEC, so official. Uh, usually that, before that wasn't possible. Everyday investors could not invest in tech startups. You could not invest, for example, in Facebook or Amazon or those kind of companies yeah. in their early days. You had to wait until they went public. Nowadays, with Reg A, Regulation A, you can invest in tech startup like ours. And we're doing such a campaign right now. It's almost 100% funded, I shall say. It's a $15 million round. Wow. And we're at $13 million today. And it's over April 2nd. So we're at the tail end. And it's broken records, frankly. It's, it's gone beyond our wildest dreams. So we're very happy with it. But it, it is indeed possible now to invest and participate in, in the upside potential of of VR and a product like ours. Oh, terrific. And that's because you have something that is truly of interest to a lot of people. Again, as I said, even if you're not into gaming, you've got to check out the Omni. And you can do that at Virtuix. Dot com. It's run around in VR is a great way to talk about it. It's a full body virtual reality and esports for your home. And it's coming from Virtuix. Jan, thanks so much for joining us. Make sure we stay in touch when it is out on the market and available by the end of this year. We've got to have you back on at the very least to talk more about it. Thank you so much, Dave, for having me. Th thanks. Do check it out. Intotomorrow.com. I'm Dave Graveline bringing you further Into Tomorrow right here on the Advanced Media Network. Now that we're home more than ever, we need to feel safe. Call it a sign of the times or the world we now live in. What do you want to keep safe? 
Wouldn't it be nice to have tested, trusted 24-7 protection? Peace of mind, real protection that's always there for you and your whole family? Well, now you can with one of our state-of-the-art home security systems. Call 800-970-8405. That's 800-970-8405. A very, very happy Thanksgiving weekend to all of you from all of us at Into Tomorrow. We thank you for tuning in. And, of course, don't miss next week's broadcast as well. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. And this portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you in part by Blueberry Podcasting. New podcasters may need some help setting everything up. Blueberry's top-notch support team is ready to help you just like they helped us. If you want more information, go to blubrry.com. Trust me when I tell you that you, yes, you want to participate on Into Tomorrow. We've got some awesome prizes. We always do, but we've got some more awesomer prizes these days. Stay tuned. But how does one participate anytime, by the way, 24-7? The best way is to use the free Into Tomorrow app, which is available in your favorite app store. Yeah. You download it, and there's an option there to send a message to studio, which you can record, and it'll email your recording to us with your question, your comment, your your help for another listener, your tech rage, whatever you want to tell us or ask us or anything. Just just participate with us. Or you could call our Ask Dave hotline anytime, 24-7-365-800-899 into, that's 800-899-4686. Kathy in Windsor, Ontario, listens on AM 800 CKLW. Welcome into tomorrow, Kathy. I have a Samsung 9 phone and I had plugged my earbuds into it to listen to a, a podcast and now I pulled it out, of course, and now my phone speaker does not work. I can only hear somebody when they call me if I put my speaker phone on. Okay. So how do I tell my phone that my earbuds are still not in my Samsung 9? Well, Kathy, there are actually a few options. The one that works most of the time is the one that you've probably tried already. Plug them back in and take them out a few times. Sometimes the phone eventually realizes that they're no longer plugged in after a few tries. Uh, there may also just be some debris in the headphone jack. You can try cleaning it out with a little Q-tip if you can and see if that helps. If it doesn't, Restarting your phone sometimes will, though there are no guarantees, unfortunately. Now, if that fails, look for audio override apps. Some will just force the phone to change output and will offer you a functional solution, even if it's less than ideal. Now, things get worse from there. If the problem is software-based, you may need to restore your phone. And if it's hardware-based, you may need to have the port itself replaced. Uh, we make those your last resort option, since one is inconvenient and the other one is costly. Yeah, I, I wish there was uh, an easier way. Sometimes people have been able to kind of wrap it gently on a hard surface. Don't smash it, but, you know, just sort of, you know, bang it on a hard surface and maybe loosen up any debris that might have gotten in there. Or it could actually be broken inside, and that's why it's not making contact anymore. Um, but Either way, we hope that one of our suggestions is helpful. Join us at intotomorrow.com. Bringing you the latest in consumer electronics and technology, this has been Into Tomorrow with Dave Graveline. 
to participate with Dave and his tech geniuses and win prizes anytime, 24-7. Use our free Into Tomorrow app for your iPhone, Android, and Netbooks. Available in your app store or call 1-800-899-INTO. That's 1-800-899-4686. Be sure to visit our website anytime to read our show notes and watch our ITTV videos at intotomorrow.com. And join us next week as we bring you further Into Tomorrow. Tomorrow.